Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. The snow is coming down. It looks a lot like Christmas out there. Uh, my guest this morning is going to be Pastor Kevin Brooks of Soldier Community Church when we return. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Community County Services for local family-based mental health. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. My guest this morning, I'm very honored to have uh, my very own pastor, Kevin Brooks of of Soldier Community Church. Welcome to Contact. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me on, and it is an honor to be with you today and looking forward to our, our time together this morning. Yes, no, it's a little different for me to have my own pastor on, but... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas out there, and so I really wanted to have you on to have a, a deeper discussion, if you will, about Christmas. Well, we're certainly looking forward to that. Uh, it's been a privilege. I, I moved here, Michael, uh, in 1984. Uh, my wife, Chris, and I, we have uh, a congregation of 8 to 10 people back in that day, and uh, God's blessed us to be here uh, a little over 38 years now. And we have three grown children and five grandchildren, and all of them live somewhat in the area. So obviously, uh, Christmas is special to us as well. Yeah, no, it's definitely is special. And I want to, we're going to explore why it is so special. But can you tell us a little bit more about who Kevin Brooks is? Well, I, uh, I grew up in Fayette County, Pennsylvania. My father, my senior of high school, uh, goes into the ministry, moves to Ohio. I attended college for four years in Ohio and went to be my father's assistant right out of college. And there was a young girl named Chris there. And uh, I uh, married her, served there an additional year, and then God uh, directed us to come here. Uh, I'm certainly uh, uh, a country person, so coming to this little community of Soldier, uh, which was known for a mining town, and that was about it, uh, was certainly uh, a joy. And yet uh, I remember my first conversation uh, with those eight or ten people. They were in their 50s, and I thought they were old. And <laughs> as, as I, I now look back at that, uh, they were they were in their middle age of life. But uh, to Chris and I, uh, they, they appeared to be old. But as uh, we uh, settled in, I gradually... Uh, got to just really enjoy that community, and it fit both of us. She grew up on a grain farm in Ohio, so the area was just fine for us. And the more uh, we became acquainted with the community, uh, the more we fell in love with it. And uh, it soon became became our, our mission just to uh, get to know the neighborhood, the community, and uh, grow from there. So that was our early start, and it just continues uh, after 38 years, getting to know more and more. The community has expanded. Uh, personally, uh, I'm an outdoors person. I love to uh, hunt white-tailed deer, so that's been an avid part of my life. And uh, we've even incorporated that interest into our, our church. We have an annual game dinner that we do that uh, has helped me connect with the hunting community of my church in the surrounding area. So even that has been uh, a, a real interesting part. And then another focus, uh, my children all grew up in 4-H. 
And through the 4-H program, I met a lot of leaders. I later served on the Penn State Board uh, there in Brookville for uh, six years and began to watch these children of mine grow up with children from the community, which soon led to being asked to perform weddings and then to dedicate their first child. And now many of them as young adults are in our congregation. Yeah, no, that's a wonderful background. And thank you for sharing that. Um, it is Christmas time, so as a pastor, or even as just Kevin Brooks, what are some of your favorite Christmas songs? Well, as a pastor, I, I love uh, the, the, the Christmas music. My wife will tell you this. I, I start Christmas music right after Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, I you're just, one of those people? I'm one of those people, yes. Okay. Cup of coffee and Christmas music in the morning, and I, I just enjoy that. Uh, in fact, as I think I go through a little depression, Michael, uh, <laughs> a couple days after Christmas when they stop playing them. But uh, I, I love Go Tell It on the Mountain. Uh, from a church perspective, being a pastor, I always think of the shepherds involved in that. But uh, there's something about that song that's so uplifting, and it's inspiring to go and share. So I, I like that. I, I always enjoyed Joy to the World, uh, as it's a joyous time of the year, and particularly in recent years when it's uh, seemingly been a little bit uh, of a cloud over the, the nation and the world. Joy's a, an awesome thing, so I enjoy that. And then uh, I, I kind of like Little Drummer Boy. And I know oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, great song. a, a little, uh, not one of the traditional that's always sung in church necessarily, but I always like that one because uh, you, I picture this little boy who bangs on drums at home and uh, <laughs> finds a way to uh, kind of acknowledge Christ in that. That's great. I, I do like the version by Pentatonix, and I actually like... I do, too. That's one of my Silent favorites. Silent Night is probably one of my favorites. Yes. So, um, now, I wanted to ask you what I would consider a couple of easier questions. But as we take a deeper look at Christmas, there's something... It seems that everyone knows the story of the birth of Jesus. Whether or not they believe it or not, that's something else. But even when you watch Charlie Brown... Um, it's made it into culture. They they cited Luke 2, uh, chapter 2 of Luke, verses 8 through 20, when Linus gives his lines from the stage. It's made its way into culture. It doesn't mean that everybody believes in it, but can you expand on that for me? And do you think, is, is that just a story, or do all the four Gospels in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all give a version of this story? Is it real? Is it fake? Well, that's a good question, Michael, and uh, it certainly uh, touches on a lot of things current today. I I'm going to start, first of all, you may comment that it seemingly most everyone uh, knows that story. Uh, I remember back just a couple of years ago when uh, I was working around several of the children. We, we do a lot of children's programs, and so I was getting acquainted with a lot of younger children, some of which in the community uh, did not know what the nativity scene was. Mm. So I remember going home and telling my wife, uh, I said, I want to make sure our grandchildren, at that time uh, we only had four, but I said, I want to make sure that our grandchildren know the nativity. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to grow up and not even understand that scene. So uh, she went out and uh, she found Fisher Price has an awesome nativity scene. Uh, I made reference to that at church one Sunday. Come to find out, I didn't get any proceeds back, but uh, several families went and bought <laughs> the Fisher Price for their children or grandchildren. That being said, uh, is it uh, just a good story or is it real? Uh, the story is beautiful. 
but I'm thrilled to know that it's real. Um, I think of the four Gospels. They all covered, of course, Luke really gives us a lot of those nice details, description of the shepherds, what the night was like, and on and on. But something that uh, is often overlooked is Matthew, the first gospel, the first chapter, gives the ancestors of Christ. Now, uh, probably like you and myself, uh, there's a few people in the background sometimes that if we were to erase them from the family history, uh, we wouldn't mind doing so because (laughs) uh, maybe certain things they had done. Well, Matthew takes back the ancestry of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and uh, very uniquely uh, lists everybody. And some of those did not have the be- best reputation, as well as the culture of that day. Uh, you rarely included women when talking about the genealogy or the ancestry of someone. And he distinctly shares four or five women that made up the history of the birth of Christ. So history is a very important part of the Bible, and history gives some unique details, even details that if uh, we were to choose, we would have left out, but not so with the Gospel of Matthew. He lists all of them, including women, as well as uh, some racial uh, things that had uh, worked its way into the the ancestor of Christ. So it's a beautiful uh, picture of that part of it. That is a beautiful picture, and I think a lot of people, he said it's not <laughs> noted by many in Matthew. It's because of all the hard names maybe to pronounce or whatever, but it seems as even when I read, sometimes I see that genealogy and I want to pass over it, but there is a lot of, uh, as you said, great history in that, and when you look at the the tree of David, like the, the tree yes. of Christ where he came from, there are definitely some interesting characters, as I think you would note, but at some point, we're all interesting characters, and so you wouldn't want to erase any of them. Very absolutely. important. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. Um, let me ask you this. It, it seems that Christmas, uh, it draws a lot of people to church. It can be considered one of the busiest, if not the busiest day. I think Easter and Christmas are the two busiest days in church, if you will. Why do you think even non-believers, those who do not necessarily believe in God, they want to celebrate Christmas, they feel the need to come to church? Well, that's another good question, uh, Michael. Uh, I I find this to be true, especially the longer I have pastored uh, maturity. But, you know, Christmas, to go directly to that question, is probably our largest attended service of the year at our church, and Easter right there behind it. But uh, I find this uh, about the intriguing part of Christmas. Everyone is looking for something bright this time of year. Uh, Christmas is about lights. Uh, Christmas is about music. And uh, like it or not, um, the holy holiday called Christmas uh, has also brought in the secular side of Christmas. And uh, probably to a downfall to some degree and in my time frame right now that I am pastoring in it seems like the secular side of Christmas wants to overtake uh, the biblical side or the holy side whichever word we want to use there but here's what's interesting I don't think it's possible to have the secular side of Christmas 
without acknowledging the holy side of Christmas or the the genuineness of Christmas. So when you have these uh, once-a-year attenders or generally non-attenders that want to come, there's something drawing about it. Uh, There's always the intriguement of watching maybe their grandchild or a niece or nephew if there's a a pageant being uh, offered at church or a musical being done. But uh, I go back to a, a moment and uh, pastoring several years ago where there was uh, a person in our congregation who had lost a loved one Christmas Eve. And it was a, it was a tragic accident. That very night still chose to come for the Christmas Eve service to find peace. Mm. And uh, I think there's something that everyone is has this inner part of them searching for peace. And uh, it's a drawing time at Christmas to come for that. Yeah, I want to I want to go deeper with you on that um, this idea of peace. It seems that you know our nation, uh, potentially even around the world, it seems like these are some dark times. It seems that we're kind of lost as to who we are. We're we're still recovering from those the COVID pandemic and the lockdowns. It seems at some level, without making a too much of a political statement, that our psyche became depressed as a nation or we as a people are just searching and searching for something else. We keep turning to the economy. It seems to be failing at some level. Uh, We turn to politics. I don't think anybody liked, you may have liked some election results. A lot of people didn't like them. They're not trusting that as much anymore to solve the problems. What do you think Christmas has to do with that? Is there hope out there? Well, most certainly uh, there is hope. I think sometimes uh, back to the Christmas story um, and the genuine history of uh, the real account of Christmas, we're not really uh, been made aware of maybe or focus on what it was like when Christ was born. Uh, But go back to the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. uh, He said there would be darkness over the earth. And uh, not talking about day and nighttime, but there would be this atmosphere of darkness. And it uh, really was uh, very similar in the year of our Lord being born in a manger as it is right now. Uh, There was uh, a lot of racial tension. There were power struggles in in government. Uh, There was a lot of immigrants fleeing for safety. Uh, things that we hear on the news every day, and uh, it has brought a uh, heaviness or a darkness. And to use a biblical description of darkness uh, in the New Testament, we can go back to Genesis, there was darkness, and then they separated darkness, God said, by having nighttime and daytime. But when you go into the New Testament, uh, the definition of darkness there is uh, evil or ignorance. And uh, I, I look at what is kind of hanging over our world right now, uh, it is a spirit of evil. And when that spirit is prevailing, it brings darkness. It brings depression. We're, we're watching lots of depression. In fact, is uh, in my 38 years here, my office is busier now, and I'm just a pastor. I, I don't claim to be a certified counselor, but my office is busier now than it has ever been with uh, broken marriages and uh, things that are going very uh, south in people's lives. And so looking for an answer that uh, it isn't really politics that's our answer. It's not the economy that if, oh, if everybody was making 
making a certain income, it all be good. Uh, it, that's when we have the peace of Jesus Christ. And when we make that known, back to my favorite song, Go Talent on the Mountain, uh, when we make that known to our communities and our friends that, you know, there is something that is real uh, when you're battling cancer. There is something real when you've lost your job, uh, and that's a peace in God, and that God has everything in control. So if we go back to the birth of Christ and really study the history of it, it it's culture. So many things were very similar to what we're experiencing in the world right now, and they were looking for a Messiah. Now, that Messiah brought a lot. Some praised him, and, mm. and others persecuted him. They plotted his death. But uh, that same is true today. Uh, the message is given, and there are individuals who just rejoice in hearing it for the first time, or once they've come to know Christ as their personal Savior, the difference it's made. And others are like, you know what, that's not really for me. I don't buy into that. I don't think there's anything to it, though they've never experienced it. Yeah, no, I think um, as this continues to progress in our nation and we're fighting over all these big political fights that are going on, um, big spending bill even this week, it looks like there's going to be a huge fight over that, $1.7 trillion, whatever that looks like, I do not know. But uh, where I'm going is it seems to be that here we are in the week of Christmas, and these are the fights going on around our nation. I'm wondering if you think, um, how do I say it? Like, can you... Can you really truly find peace? Has Pastor Kevin Brooks truly found peace in his life with yeah. his relationship with Christ? Absolutely. Uh, so glad that I can answer that with an affirmative answer. And uh, again, I'm, I'm very much a, a hands-on kind of pastor, but as I look at individuals' lives, even this past year, uh, we had a, a young man who I've developed a great friendship with, but he lost his wife to cancer. And, and watching that and trying to be there for him and watching our, our congregation rally around him, uh, every time that he and I maybe will meet for lunch or, or have a breakfast, just to keep him encouraged and let him know we're there for him, his answer was always this, I don't know what I would do without God in my life. And I was so privileged to be a part of his life a couple of years ago when he accepted Christ as his personal Savior. So when you have somebody who, who lost the love of their, their life at a very young age and have gone through a very low time, and they can express uh, an inner peace. I've watched other individuals that have gone through job transitions that were like very unexpected. No notification, no, hey, we want you to prepare you months ahead, we're probably gonna close, but instant job loss, you know. And to watch them just trust in God because they have a personal relationship with him and watch God work out all the details has, has been amazing to me. And firsthand, I've seen peace when people you would think might very, very reasonably be down, discouraged. I've watched them have peace. And that's only, uh, that's only because of God. Right. And so the, back to the story of his birth. I know you have some history behind it that you could share with us from his name to how uh, his name came about. Um, it was a more of a common name, right? Yes. Jesus was a common name? Another part of the beauty of the story is, uh, you know, everyone's looking for a king in that day. They're, they're looking for a political leader. They're looking for right. somebody with power. 
That's what we're looking for today. And uh, yet, his very announcement first came to shepherds, one of the low, lowest occupations of his day. His birthplace is a, is a stable, a cave, uh, a, a cattle bedding area. Uh, and then, uh, I, I think sometimes we don't grasp who this Joseph and Mary were, but they were so common in their day. Uh, they were teens. They were uh, two young individuals talking about marriage, but uh, they really had uh, uh, no class of, uh, well, we're, my dad owns this, and, and she came from this background. They were just very common people. And even then, when given the name, uh, calling Jesus. Uh, back in that day, uh, that was like uh, naming somebody Jim or Bob today. Uh, his, his name, Joshua, of, of the day, in the Greek, calling Jesus is, is like, just give him a common name. There are so many biblical names we can refer to, but uh, give him a common name, and they did just that. And so to see him walk on the streets later as a young boy, as a grown man, uh, he was still Jesus. He was common, and he came because he wanted to live among us and let people see he's just one of us. One of us, and when we return, we're going to continue our conversation. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Lifespan Family Services, located in the Dubois Mall, for local adoption and foster care services. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement, having a great conversation with Pastor Kevin Brooks of Community Soldier Church. Pastor, when we left, you left us with, uh, you, you were giving us history of a common name, but it turns out that Jesus isn't so common. He is God, yeah, correct? Absolutely. And absolutely. I know we have about three minutes left, but anything you'd like to share with us? Uh, sure, sure. Glad, again, thank you for allowing me to be a part of uh, uh, this morning and uh, wishing Merry Christmas to uh, the community listening today, as well as uh, being able to share uh, some very bright spots uh, this Christmas season. Uh, yes, Going back to was he common, he, he was, but uh, the story goes on, and uh, he died on a cross, resurrected from a tomb, uh, ascended back to heaven, and we have the hope now of looking forward to a returning king. Uh, came as a baby in a manger, but a returning king that uh, for all who believe in him can go back to heaven with him, and that, that's a great hope. Um, I think of the things, if it's okay to refer to just like uh, how common I am, uh, Faith is so important to me, just a simple faith and walk with God, and then my family. Uh, I've been blessed to have a wife of 40 years who has worked at my side, and she and I just uh, had our family Christmas, three grown children. It's been a little harder to schedule the right evening when everybody can be together, but uh, on Tuesday evening, we had just a great time of being together, and two things. I watched our youngest, she's just a little over a year now, our youngest grandchild playing with that same Fisher-Price nativity set. Uh, so touched my life. But then my wife had an idea. She said, I, I want to have just a 
about a 10 minute time where all the grandkids decorate sugar cookies and then we're going to take them to somebody in our community and you know michael i i found that to be so inspiring the kids loved it and then their next question papa who are you going to take these to and there's a family in our church just went through a very serious open heart surgery and and they're just home for christmas and really can't travel go anywhere and my wife dropped those off last night i've watched our congregation and even neighbors in the community uh do something for others it's it's a Mm. sharing time of year that's all because of christ christ has set the example of giving the example example of sharing and caring and uh, I want to encourage everybody to reach out this Christmas, enjoy it, find a piece of Christmas, which is Christ, but uh, share it with others, your family and friends around you. Michael, thanks for inviting me on today. Absolutely, and thank you for coming on, Pastor. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Always great to have you on contact, and Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Have a wonderful day.